You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while increasing their impact and enjoying the foods they love. Today we're talking about five tips that will help you to stop stress eating in their tracks. Does overeating at night seem to derail your progress every day? If so, you're not alone. And in this episode, we're going to address the cause of nighttime stress eating and what to do about it so that you can reach your weight loss goals, have more energy and focus and feel proud of yourself. So let's go ahead and dive in and tackle this nighttime overeating. We're going to get into, we're just going to dive right into the five um, tips that I have for you to stop stress eating in just a moment. But first, I want to talk a little bit about why this is so important. When it comes to stress eating, um, and the theme has been over the last few episodes about emotions. Um, This is all about taking control of your emotions and not in like a dictator, drill sergeant kind of way. This is about increasing your power as a human being. This is about not leaking your energy and um, really conserving your energy so that you are more integral and congruent as an individual and really um, stand in your power. I'm thinking about the presence of people such as, you know, um, and this is not about politics at all, all right? Um, But Barack Obama, you know, I think about how he has this presence um, about him um, or Oprah Winfrey, you know, and you think about these people who really just they're magnetic. They're they're just powerful. And you can just sense that just by how they show up in the world. And so how do we really gain that type of presence and power? And that is by, you know, having control over our emotions. Let's think about the opposite of this, Um, which, again, this is not about politics, okay? I'm not endorsing or anything, any kind of political uh, leader or anything like that. But, you know, Donald Trump, he's got no control over his emotions, right? And so you look at the presence of Donald Trump versus someone like Oprah Winfrey, And you can see the difference there. So if you want to feel more powerful and you want to be, um, have that magnetism that people are drawn to and people can just sense, then it really comes down to that emotional component. You know, the more that we feel like we can be resilient emotionally and respond instead of react when our emotions are um, rising because we're humans and that will happen, um, the more power we can have. So here's the five tips that I have for you. All right. These five tips are things that are going to either in the moment or um, as just a practice or just um, a conceptual approach will help you with emotional resilience. The first one is, tip number one is pause. When you 
notice that your emotions are rising when you have an urge, when you feel stressed out, when you feel anxious, pause. You know, the power is really in the pause. And honestly, everything starts here because when you pause, then you can take a moment to have awareness. You can be aware of what you're experiencing. But, you know, unless we stop and take stock, oh, that kind of rhymed, stop and take stock. (laughs) Unless we do that, then nothing else matters because we haven't even taken that moment to acknowledge what is even happening. So this is just foundational. You know, that's why it's the first tip, because everything else stems from that ability to just be aware, stop and take note of what we're experiencing in any given moment when we feel a sense of disturbance in the force, you know, when we feel a a disruption in our spirit. Um, And it doesn't take long to do this, you know, just takes a few seconds, really. And, um... Pausing is the first tip. My second tip is breath. There's more and more research being done on the power of the breath. In fact, I read in an article recently that, you know, people talk about um, the pillars of health being nutrition, sleeping, and exercise. But really, instead of three pillars, there should be four pillars. And breath should be one of those pillars. And the more that I read and learn about this and the more that I use breath work in my own life, the more I'm discovering, and maybe you'll discover this too, when you apply it, that breathe, like our breathing is foundational. In fact, in that same article, it talked about how we can't go more than a few minutes without breathing, you know? So it's just so foundational and it's really overlooked. It's like, um, you know, the fish and water metaphor where the fish is like, how's the water? And the other fish says, what water? You know, they're just not aware of it because they're just so used to it and take it for granted. But yet they can't breathe without the water. (laughs) So breath is powerful and you can use it any at any moment, right? The easiest way to shift from a state of anxiety to a state of peace is to make your exhale longer than your inhale. I mean, how simple is that? So let's keep going. The next tip that I have is to take a higher perspective. So what do I mean by this? A lot of times we get caught up in the mundane, like everyday little things that really don't matter. And these things, they, over the course of the day, they build and they build and they build and they add up and they add up. This is little stuff, you know? This could be like your partner left the dishes out on the counter. This, If this example sounds extremely real and like specific, it's because it is. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, from my perspective, if you can put the dish on the side of the sink on the counter, you can just as easily put the dish in the sink. But if I let that moment hijack my piece, you know, and then I have another moment that does that, and then another moment and another moment, well then, where am I going to be at the end of the day 
you know, after I've not only dealt with all these little moments, but also real um, pressures, you know, like somebody um, counting on me to show up and deliver something that I promised, you know, um, or, you know, paying someone who who's on the payroll that I, you know, whatever it is, whatever those responsibilities are, the pressures, the the higher stakes and, you know, important things. Well, those are on top of all of these little things that aren't important that we let get under our skin throughout the day. So the more that you can take a higher perspective on those matters, you know, like somebody cuts you off in traffic, the faster you can let that go, the more you can keep yourself at an equilibrium so that when you get to those points when, you know, um, the stakes are higher or, you know, there's a real fire that needs to be put out, there's an urgent matter, your tools are available. You have your executive functioning faculties at um, a closer reach than you would if you were to just get wrapped up in all the little things throughout the day. So can you take a higher perspective? Now, a really simple way to do this um, is to just imagine yourself um, 10,000 feet above whatever the situation is. So if someone cuts you off in traffic, for example, imagine yourself 10,000 feet above looking down at the situation. It's just a simple visual way to, to uh, you know, take a higher perspective. <laughs> but... Um, something that I do is when I recognize that I'm starting to, you know, um, curse out the person in front of me who just cut me off. I just really take that moment to acknowledge like, you know what? I, I just, I felt fearful in that moment. You know, it was shocking to me that they cut me off. And so I take a moment to actually just sit with what am I feeling? And that helps me to let go of that inner narrative which also allows me to take a higher perspective because what I'm doing is I'm really prioritizing my, my peace in that moment. I'm prioritizing my own mental well-being in that moment rather than feeling righteous indignation. I really want to get back into that peaceful state, that calm state, because I know that the longer I spend in that calm state, the better I can think, the more clarity I can have, the better I can make decisions. And what's true for me is true for you. So the next tip I have is celebrate yourself. Um, Celebration is really powerful, especially for high achieving women, because if you are a high achieving woman who's accomplished a lot, chances are you are dismissive of your achievements. Chances are you haven't really taken time to fully appreciate what you've done, how far you've come. So, you know, build this muscle for yourself. Something that I do is at the end of my day, I have a work that a work day shutdown ritual that I do. And the first step of that ritual is to celebrate my wins. And You know, there's always a tiny bit of resistance still, you know, when it's time to celebrate my wins, Um, because I can relate to that. I can relate to 
you know, feeling um, like you don't accomplish much sometimes. And, but yet there, every time I sit down and do this, you know, I, I force myself to do it. I can always find something that I did to celebrate. And the more that you celebrate your wins, the more that you're building that muscle, the more that you are wiring yourself to see the things that you've done well. And one day recently I had um, this huge, just, um, what's the word? I want to say come to Jesus moment, okay? Many of you will know what I mean by that. And where I real, where I just sat there and realized like, wow, you know, I've really accomplished a lot in my life, but not only realizing it, but also deeply feeling it. And I think that that is the missing piece often for, for women like you who are really doing amazing things in the world, but yet there's this disconnect where you may not fully feel it for yourself, you know? And you may even make lists of wins for yourself, but are you really truly feeling it? So we'll talk about that more in another episode, I think. I think it's a topic that is worth exploring more deeply because it's so, um, it's such a deficit that we're experiencing, I think, where we're not, we're just doing more and more and more and more, but, and we're seeking all this validation not realizing that that's what we're doing and we're just not taking the time to feel good about what we've already done so let's move on to the next tip which is rest 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 obviously get your full sleep you know but when's the last time you've just taken a break to completely unplug and just rest. Give yourself some rest. Overworking isn't doing anybody any favors. (laughs) Overdoing isn't doing anybody any favors, least of all you. Um, And, you know, when, when we don't sleep and when, when we don't rest, it just makes it that much more difficult to navigate stressors in the world. Um, a couple days ago, I really, I just couldn't sleep through the night. I kept waking up and I only got about four or five hours of sleep. And do you know what I did? I took two naps that day and it was the second nap that finally allowed me to feel, um, back to equilibrium. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that I am fortunate enough to have the luxury to do that. Um, and I still, you know, got my, my, uh, tasks, my top three tasks done for, for the day, but my, that day looked very different and I had to allow myself to let that day look different than my typical days. You know, usually I have a block of time in the morning to work, but on that particular day, my sessions, um, were broken up so that I could give myself the rest that I needed so that I could do my best work. And, you know, I felt before I finally got enough sleep, I was irritable and it was really a struggle to not succumb to that irritability. 
So, you know, a basic need that we have is just to rest. So whatever you can do, I know it can be difficult for some of us to get enough rest. You know, either we, our sleep gets disturbed or maybe you have children, but whatever you can do to get your rest, prioritize that. Really make it a priority. Whatever you can do, do what you can (laughs) to get your rest. So that's it. Um, Tip number one was to pause. Tip number two was to breathe. Tip number three, take a higher perspective. Tip number four, celebrate yourself. And tip number five is rest. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Five tips to stop stress eating in its tracks. When you apply these five tips, you will find that you are less stressed and therefore less prone to stress eating and mindful um, uh, mindless eating. So what I would recommend is choose one of these to focus on today. Which one will it be for you? DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it goes. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Eat With Balance will open its doors very soon. If you want to be notified when we do, get on the wait list at rashondiates.com slash eat with balance wait list.